podcast. I'm Arielle. And I'm Hunter. And we are God Sisters. Yes. So welcome, welcome, welcome for those returning. We're so grateful to have you again. And for those that have just joined the podcast, just joined the sisterhood, welcome. And we're also so glad to have you. So we've been going through this journey of discussing Jesus and the seven I am's and just the importance of that. We said in our previous podcast that it's so important to understand Jesus and his entirety, everything that the word of God says about him and his character so that we're able to actually have a true and right relationship with him. And we're able to follow not only his example, but also be led by his spirit um, throughout our journey. So we believe that this episode is going to really help you to not only cultivate the relationship that you're looking for um, with God, but to also become your best self in Christ Jesus. So today, the seven I am that we're going to focus on is Jesus being the light of the world. And if you have not already, make sure you go to our website and download the 7IM workbook. Right now, it is only $5.99. It will not be that forever, but we just want to make sure that you have a space to collect your thoughts, reflect, do all of the little interactives that we have provided for you, follow along with the scripture plan, and so much more. Yes. And if you haven't also, make sure that you take pictures with it and you tag us in it at Official God Sisters so that we can see all of your lovely progress, anything that you have journaled down, written down, prayed about, cried about. We want to be involved, sis. Yes, most definitely. So we're super excited for that. Now, when Jesus spoke about him being the light of the world, this was in John 8, chapter 12. He said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So this is the this is where he proclaims that he's the light of the world. But if we go over to John 1 chapter, John 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. Now this is going to get a little lengthy, so bear with me. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own, but yet they did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And for those who believe in his name, who were not born of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." So I thought it was really important to share that with you all to just let you know, number one, as we've said so many times, that Jesus is the word of God and that he is the light of man that came into the world and that continues to give light unto every man that comes into the world and that believes on his name. Hmm. Speak it, sister. Speak it. (laughs) That is so good. Um, So just to put that in context, too, just um, in 
in chapter eight, when Jesus speaks about being the light of the world, there were a couple of things going on right now. So Jesus had just went into the Mount of Olives and that is stated at the beginning of chapter eight. And he had people with him in the temple as he was teaching them. Now in the middle of him teaching, the Pharisees came along with the scribes and they had shown him like they had taken a woman to the, into adultery. So this is the story of the adulterous woman. So Mm -hmm. just to set the scene, all of this is taking place right after the adulterous woman shows up and they're like, look, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. Mm -hmm. So just so y'all know, the man was supposed to be with her too. And they just drug the woman along. Mm -hmm. So if they call her in the act, that means they call bro man in the act as well. (laughs) And they tried to set Jesus up. So that's how you know that this was completely just out of order with them doing this to conspire a reason to um, arrest Jesus at this point. So, Jesus takes some time. He bends down on the ground. He starts, you know, right in the sand. I like to think that he was collecting himself so he didn't like sin, (laughs) (laughs) but was praying to God like, God, give me the words to say because not on my will, not on my court, but only on yours. And I'm going to say which only you have me to say. Jesus was trying not to pop off. Right. (laughs) That's just a theory that we have, you know. (laughs) So right after he got finished doing that, he stood up and he said, you who was without sin cast the first stone. And you know, they they probably frustrated. The conviction set in, and then it says that one by one, the people who uh, who conspired against this woman who accused her left out of the temple. So it was like, all right, go find you some business. Mm-hmm. So then he asked the woman, you know, who are where are your accusers? And she said basically said, like she had none. And he said, I don't condemn you, go sin no more. And verse nine, I'm just going to read to you what happened. And they which heard it being convicted in their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, women, where are those thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? Mm. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Mm. And then Jesus said, spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I think this is so imperative to the scripture in Romans 8 and 1 that says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And you know, we like to cut it off that there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. But this clearly here even pairs with that scripture to show that there's a step before that happens or there is something there is something that is also taking place as you are now um, not being condemned by Christ. He is saying that the requirement is walking in the light. You are going and you're going to get sin no more. So I think that is really important, even as we're talking about um, Jesus being the light. There is no way that there is an impartation into your spirit of the light of Christ and you're still dwelling in darkness. And I believe the something that we were saying yesterday is it would be really weird if there was a lighthouse that was completely dark. And (laughs) Jesus desires for us to be the light of the world as he was the light of the world. He sends us to to workplaces and spaces, even in family members' homes or Thanksgiving dinners to be the light of the world. When everyone is acting a plump doggone fool, you're supposed to stand flat-footed on the word of God and proclaim to be the ambassador. And that does not mean, yeah, everybody going to help me. That's not what we're saying, but we're saying to just be an example 
example, live as Jesus lived. And it's easier said than done. We're not expecting you to be perfect. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. But in no way, shape, or form should you be having parts of your house in darkness, but not all of your house in light. The Bible says that... You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill and cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, this is interesting. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So it's interesting and it's good enough to point out to say that, you know, cultivating a relationship with God and trying to continue to be the light, you know, and, and making sure that you're staying on the path of righteousness and all these all these things are works, right? And so we said in our previous episode that works don't get us into heaven. The relationship that we have with God gets us into heaven. But one thing that we said is what Jesus said. And basically Jesus said that God sent him to do the work so that God may be glorified. Jesus said in John 6, 29, it says, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent and him was him. Mm-hmm, so right. he it's like, himself. <laughs> yeah, it's like he he's saying basically I'm doing the work so that you can believe in God and that gives God glory. And the same thing applies here in Matthew 5 verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's what it's all about. We get saved, right? Christ delivers us from a situation just like he delivered that woman. And then he tells us go and sin no more. And then he begins to tell us how he's the light of the world and how in him there is no darkness. Therefore, we cannot be in darkness or remain in darkness. The same thing that he told that woman is the same thing he's telling us today, that if we want to be in Christ Jesus, we've been forgiven of our sins. Just because grace may abound, shall we continue in sin? Certainly not. not. So therefore, we got to come up about the grave Mm -hmm. and we have to take up our cross daily carry our cross so that we can be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and we can continue to give God glory and allow his light that's in us, the true light to shine before men. Always remember too, that light and darkness have nothing in common. There is no reason why light and darkness should be co-mingling in your life. Gray areas are non-existent in the kingdom of God. There is light. And if there's not light, there's darkness and there's a place for that. And in your heart, there should be no place for darkness to dwell. And the Bible also talks about not giving the enemy any door. Don't give room for Satan to enter into your heart. We must always protect our eye gates. We must protect our ear gates and even protect what comes out of our mouths. Definitely. Because we are, as we said, ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So it's very important that we portray light in different areas of our lives. And that also goes with winning those private victories first. Because if we don't practice winning those private victories, then we, it's, it's almost impossible for us to win publicly before mm-hmm. men. And we will always, always, always fall short. Mm-hmm. But the stronger we become in private, the easier it will be in public for That's God to get the glory. And if we think about it, before Jesus even stepped 
foot on a public ministry for 30 years, he won private victories. There was no stage. There was nothing that was saying, hey, I am God. I'm not performing miracles. I'm not doing all of these things. He was truly walking with God for those 30 years. And before deciding to go into public ministry, he did a 40-day and 40-night fast in the wilderness all by himself where he was tried over and over again, I'm sure. But it's so important to be the light of the world, even when no one sees you. Be the light of the world when you wake up in the morning and you are choosing God intentionally each and every day um, to walk in him, to walk in that light, to walk in truth and to not dwell in darkness and choosing what's right. The Bible also talks about that if you love God, you will keep his commands. Yeah. And I think it's so important to just remember that um, to a lost, to a world lost in darkness, Christ offers himself as a guide. So we're never alone, you know, trying to walk out this journey and trying to be righteous and holy. Christ literally came, and we hear this so many times, Christ literally came in the flesh and died for our sins. Mm -hmm. He had to bear up a cross and be crucified as a, as a sacrifice, as the sacrificial lamb. But not only did he die for our sins as a sacrifice so that there may be grace extended, but he also, when he went back into heaven, he sent the helper. He sent his spirit so that we could actually be sustained in our journey and remain righteous. And so today we just see so many people, so many Christians that, um, or so, like I said, so many people that consider themselves Christians, but yet you see no light in their lives. You see no fruit in their lives. The Bible says, you know them by the fruit that they bear. Right. What fruit are you bearing in your life? What light do you have in your life? Is your is there a light in you that's casting out darkness? There should have been a point in your journey where you had a transformation process and you became a brand new person. Now, Absolutely. everybody has a different story. But one thing that I will tell you, we may all have different journeys, but Jesus mm -hmm. said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Yes. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So there's really no excuse there to say, well, you know, we all have different journeys and I didn't really have that moment, but it's okay. Like God said, mm -hmm. therefore, any man, any, any man, man any. that's you, me, Hunter, and everyone else, mm -hmm. any man being Christ, he is a new creature, yes. brand new. God makes all things new. So the old things have passed away and the old things should have become new. So therefore, Christ, by him being the true light and the light of the world, he's able to shine his light within us so that we can cultivate the fruits of the spirit on the inside of us and that we're able to walk out our journey with him and we're able to fulfill his mission, which mm -hmm. was to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he came for. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to preach the gospels. Matthew 28, 19 says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit. So Let's not forget that this journey is not even about you. Mm -hmm. So when you get caught up in darkness, when you fall, when you stumble, it's okay. But make sure you get back up because then it's not okay. Right. If you don't get back up, sis, it's not okay. You have chosen the side that you want to serve. You've chosen your side. You know, in, in the book of, I believe, Joshua, it says, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. Mm -hmm. Right? God gives us a choice. Who will you serve on this earth? Will you serve the prince of the air, the devil who rules and reigns over media and everything else, over music, over television, over social media, so many different things? Or will you serve 
God, the one and only true God, the one that the enemy is jealous of, the one that the enemy wants to capture influence over God's people. Mm -hmm. He wants to capture influence over God's people. Yeah. But the Bible says, you know, even in the last days that the enemy will capture those who who belong to Christ. He will capture those who he can Mm -hmm. that belongs to Christ. Amen. So can the enemy capture you? Mm. Can he steal your light? Can he allow you to abide in darkness, even though the word of God has said for us to abide in the light. Now, all of us will fall. All of us will fall short. I have fallen short and I will fall short. But the difference of just falling is that I'm going to get back up. I know who my father is. I know who I belong to. I have made up my mind that I'm going to serve God no matter what happens. And I even say prayers to God like, Lord, even when I fall, even when I stumble in my mess, Lord, I pray you still get the glory. Mm -hmm. I pray that my light is so bright, God, that even when, when I don't have it all together, which I never will, that people are still able to see you through me. Even when I don't feel my best self, but your light is shining and it radiates through me so that you can get the glory. And I always pray just as Moses came off of Mount Sinai and he was with God for 40 days and 40 nights and his face radiated. The Bible said that his face shone, which means that it was bright. It was shining. That's the prayer that I have because I want God's light to shine in me so bright that people look at me and they say, wow, there's something about that girl. Mm -hmm. There's something about her. I don't really know what it is. I can't figure it out, but I want to start a conversation with her. I want to get to know her because when they get to know me, best believe they're going to get them some Jesus boo. Okay. And okay. you're going to like it and, and you're you going to love, love it. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we always quote that from like one of our very first episodes when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get you some Jesus boo. Okay. Period. Okay. So for this week, I hope that you really, really enjoyed the last that we did. So we're going to turn it up just a little bit, right? So for this week, we would like you to listen to gospel music or listen to scriptures. Like we said, we need to protect our ear gates, our eye gates, and watch what comes out of your mouth. So if you're entertaining conversation that contains gossip or negative talking, cut that. And if you are watching things that are not pleasing to the Lord or things that you really know that you should be watching that even affects your mood or just the way that you think or or anything like that, you need to detox and just cut it off. If you ain't Christian, basically just cut it off for this week. Yeah. We need to purge all media that does not represent Christ so that we can really, truly engulf ourselves and redirect our mind on being the light of God. And remember, as you are purging, that you are pouring in. So spending time in God's presence, you are um, spending time in his word and just worshiping him, spending time in silence. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. God wants to speak. Sometimes we just talk so much. He's like, dang, can I get a word in? I like to say something now. Dang. So be cautious, you know, of the movies and shows that you're watching. Um, Saying no, say no to hanging out with people and being around people who are not allowing your light to shine. They're trying to dim your light and Mm. and just like trying to downplay you and your walk with Christ. Yeah. Be very cautious of that. Yeah. We say that a lot too. It's like, if you have friends that are not saved, um, just 
you know, making sure that you're praying about it consistently because some people God will put in your life so that you can be the light. And sometimes the enemy will put people in your life so they can dim your light. And you mm-hmm. just need to make sure who's in your life for what reason. Everything in your life needs to be intentional. But Hunter and I always say that if you have friends that are not in Christ or are not completely walking the walk, they're going to either come towards you or you're going to go towards them. Either way, mm-hmm. one of y'all going to be influenced. Yep. So it's really good this week to just kind of take some time out to think on the light, think on things above and, you know, just remove yourself from anything that may be dark. Yeah. And this is so that when you go out into the world, you can take the light with you by you can start your day with him. So always make sure that when you wake up in the morning, you're starting your day with Christ, like spending time with him. If you have to turn your alarm a little bit earlier than you normally do, make sure that you are taking that time because you do not want to be drained going into your day. You want to be able to think clearly and understand the blueprint that God has already laid out for you. Mm-hmm. So that's really all that we have. Um, We hope that you are really looking at those workbooks and really taking it seriously. We are also doing this with you. So we're not just on here like, yeah, this is what y'all going to do this week. (laughs) Ari and I are taking the time to do this with you. And we're also going to be posting about our experiences on our story. So make sure that you're going on to our Instagram at Official Guys Sisters to check them out and tagging us in your personal experiences and how this is impacting you. So make sure when you download the workbook that you check out the resources page because we're going to be um, dropping some gems in there. For those of you that want to, you know, fill your your ears with scriptures and um, and gospel music and things like that. So something that I do frequently is I listen to scriptures on YouTube. So basically it's like an instrumental, like a melody. And there's a woman that just speaks scriptures for hours upon hours upon hours. And I do that when I'm discouraged. I do that when I'm angry. I do that when I'm sad, like whenever I feel some type of way and I really need God, I will turn that on when I feel like I need to shift my atmosphere. So that's a really great way to shine the light in the darkness. So make sure in the workbook you pay attention to that page. And um, we actually made the links clickable. So you can click on the links. um, And if you need to, you can type them in too. So either way, but we're going to go ahead and pray this out. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Jesus. We thank you for the God Sisters podcast and allowing us to minister to your people, Father God, the women that you love so dearly, Lord God, the women that you hold close to your heart, Lord, the women that you have kept in your hands, the women that you've guided and protected and molded since they were a child, the women that you knew before they were in their mother's womb. God, we know that the women listening, God, you have chosen them. You have set them aside for a time such as this. And we just pray, God, that every Everything we've spoken, they're able to apply it. Everything we've spoken, you're able to make it realistic for them and relatable, Lord God, and tangible. I pray that you become tangible for them. I pray that you show yourself in a new way, Lord God, that they may be able to have a new new encounter with you, a new experience with you, Lord, that their love just grows deeper in you and I pray that the Holy Spirit will dwell in them like never before, God, that you will just set a fresh fire upon them, Lord, that they may be able to run and not grow weary, that they may be able to walk and not faint. So we thank you, Jesus, that you're rising up an army in this time who is going to be the light of the world, who is going to be a city upon a hill, who is going to be the salt of the earth with no shame. And we will not, Lord God, desire darkness. We will not desire this world or even to look like it. So we thank you, Jesus, for the strength. And we ask that you can 
continue, continue to strengthen us, continue to encourage us, continue to love on us, God, and continue to get the glory from us. And we say all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so until next week, stay tuned for the next 7 I Am on the GSP. Peace.